As we continue with our celebration of Women's History Month, we look at another group of unsung heroes from the Bible. Today, we turn our attention to servants, those hardworking women who worked quietly in the background, taking care of others. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I am excited to be taking you on a journey through the Bible, focusing our attention on All God's Women. We'll be talking about women you've heard all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I can't wait to share them. Together, we'll discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. We've already featured a number of servant women. One of those was Hagar. Taken from Egypt to be Sarah's handmaiden, Hagar got caught up in Sarah's schemes to take matters into her own hands. Twice she fled for safety into the wilderness, and twice God met her there and assured her that she wasn't alone. Another servant we're all familiar with is Naaman's wife's servant girl. Thanks to her helpful advice, Naaman was healed from his leprosy. And of course, there's Mephibosheth's nurse who dropped him while she was trying to rescue him from danger. I've always been fascinated by Deborah. Not the mighty judge who led troops in battle, but the Deborah who served as personal nurse to first Rebecca and then Rachel. We meet her in Genesis twenty four fifty nine, but we're not told her name right away. It's not until her death in Genesis thirty five eight that we find out that her name was Deborah. So who was she? The Bible calls her a nurse, but she wasn't a nurse in the sense of what we would know today. She was more likely a nursemaid who was there at the birth of Rebecca and assigned to take care of her in the role of a nanny. When Rebecca left home to marry Isaac, Deborah went with her. When Rebecca gave birth to Jacob and Esau, Deborah was there, perhaps serving as midwife, then helping to raise the boys. When Jacob married Rachel, Deborah came with them. When Jacob parted ways with Laban and took his household to meet Esau, Deborah was a part of that household. By this time, Deborah was much advanced in age. Nevertheless, she traveled with them because she was part of the family. When they reached Bethel, she could make it no longer and died. In Genesis 35.8, we're told that Deborah was buried beneath the terebinth tree, and it was called Alon Bakuth, which means the Oak of Weeping. Deborah is only mentioned in two verses of the Bible. She spent her entire life in the background serving others. But when she died, she left a gaping hole in the lives of those who knew her. Very rarely is the death and burial place of women included in the Bible. For that matter, very seldom does the Bible tell us the burial place of men. And yet, this servant woman made such an impact that it was deemed important to let us know where she was buried and to note that those who knew her mourned her death. Next, I'd like to address Bilhah and Zilpah. They were the maids given to Rachel and Leah by Laban when they married Jacob. 
Their job should have been merely taking care of the young women. But they got caught up in a tangled web of competition between the sisters. It started when Rachel was unable to conceive, so she gave Bilhah to Jacob as a secondary wife so that she might bear children for Rachel. Then Leah did the same thing with Zilpah. Back and forth the women went, using their servants as surrogate mothers. As if it weren't enough the way Rachel and Leah treated Bilhah and Zilpah. After Rachel's death, Leah's oldest son, Reuben, raped Bilhah. What a mess this family made! This godly family used their servants as pawns for their personal pleasure. Reuben grew up seeing how little respect his parents had for the servants, and he followed in their footsteps in the way he treated Billah. I can't imagine what it must have been like for them to be thrown into an uncomfortable relationship with Jacob, then to go nine months carrying a child, but once he was born, he wasn't really your child. He was someone else's. But just as they were secondary wives, their children were secondary sons as well. Although only a handful of servants are singled out in the Old Testament, the words for servant occurs over a thousand times in the Bible. The Hebrew word ebed means serve or servant. Servants belonged to other people and worked for them. It's a word used often to describe godly men and women who belonged to God and were doing His work. Servitude is a humble position. The servant has little input in their decisions but instead are at the mercy of someone else. The women we've talked about who were servants in the Old Testament had little input in their circumstances. Separated from their families, placed in domestic positions, deprived of the right to choose a spouse and have a family of their own, they had few rights and were often taken advantage of, victims of those who oversaw them. And yet... Each day, these women made the important decision of how they would handle the situation they were in. They could have chosen bitterness and anger. They could have spent their days filled with regret, lamenting what could have been, rather than accepting what was. But these women dealt with their circumstances the best they could. Though they were always second-class citizens, they established themselves within the families they served often becoming beloved members of the family. Like these women, you might be in a position not of your choosing. You may have little input in your circumstances. You might be separated from your family, deprived of your own spouse and family. You may have limited rights and be a victim taken advantage of by others. And yet each day, you get to choose how you react to the world. Are you caught up in bitterness and rage? Do you spend your days dwelling in regret and lament? Or are you dealing with the circumstances the best you can? God placed you where you are for a reason. Though you might not understand His reasoning, He has a job for you where you're at. People are depending on you. They need you. You may feel insignificant, like a second-class citizen, You may think there's nothing you can do that will matter, but that's not true. Just as God used Deborah to love on Rebecca and Rachel and the rest of the household, just as he used Naaman's wife's servant girl to lead Naaman to the prophet Elisha, just as he used Mephibosheth's nurse to save Mephibosheth, 
He can use you right where you are to love on those around you and to even help them find salvation. You are not a second-class citizen in His eyes. You are first-class all the way. Lord God, thank you for these women who served in menial tasks and yet served to the best of their abilities. Thank you for this reminder that you place us where we are for a reason and that you have a job for us to do that only we can do. Open our eyes to what that job is. Reveal to us any attitudes that are coming between us and you. Forgive us for getting caught up in our circumstances. Help us to see things with your eyes, appreciative of our blessings, rather than focused on our limitations. We love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Next week, we wind up our women's history unsung heroes with undercover agents. Yes, believe it or not, the Bible has a number of female spies and women who worked behind the scenes during battle times. You'll not want to miss this fun episode. In the meantime, speaking of war, did you know that in my past life, I was a filmmaker? And our last movie was a Vietnam War love story. Yes, Summer of 67 was inspired by true events and shows the impact of war on the women left behind. Watch Summer of 67 for free on Tubi TV, Amazon Prime, or IMDb TV. Learn more in the links in the show notes. Until next week, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.